no intro today because we want to jump right into it. Sorry, we're like 10 minutes late. That's on me. I was getting stuff set up. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump just right into this. Hopefully people kind of trickle in as we get going. Um, we'll probably talk for about an hour or so today. So just a heads up, as always, not me pandering, but like just because we're going to have to get through a lot of stuff today between me and Jesse. If you have super chats or donations, send those because we will make sure to still address all of those. So even if it's not blood and guts related or it's not related to Daniel Bryan, if you send those super chats and donations, we will still answer your questions, read your statements, all that stuff. And I am especially interested today to hear your predictions for blood and guts. Who do you think is going to win that main event? And also, where do you all think Daniel Bryan could wrestle next? Do you think he's going to go back to WWE? Do you think that, you know, do you have dream matches? Where would you like to see him wrestle? What Would you like to see him in AEW? Who do you want to see him out there against in all these other companies, all these dream matches that are not possible? So let us know in the chat. Send those super chats and donations. Make sure to sub- so subscribe and hit that like button because it helps us out a ton. So just want to get all that out of the way right off the top. And Jesse, how are you doing today? Doing good. Excited for tonight. Fully vaxxed. Ready to go. Super excited. Got a t- this. If you hear like, whoa, that's the baby. She's <laughs> discovered that she has vocal cords and she's very excited. So, um, yeah. So we're excited for Blood and Guts. And I'm excited to hear what people have to say about Daniel Bryan. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. What a bombshell. Yeah, really interesting times. Because, I mean, he, and it's it's pretty cool because he's really, if I had to, if I could pick one person out of, like, the whole WWE roster, like, currently, including Daniel Bryan, of, like, who I would want to leave and go to an AEW or Ring of Honor or New Japan or back to the Indies, like, Daniel Bryan would be the top person i would want available so it is this could be huge and then again he could always just resign with the wwe which you know is his prerogative if he wants to do that but i mean he has an opportunity here to like kind of redefine the whole landscape of pro wrestling again if if he was to go out there on his own And and there's plenty of money to be made like he can make a lot of money with the wwe of course but I'm sure he can make just as much, if not more, if he's working for companies like AEW, New Japan, and and he'd get like 100% of his merchandise again if he was selling t-shirts and stuff. He'd sell out everywhere he went. I mean, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Where where would you like to see? I mean, I know AEW is like like the obvious. If he was to wind up at AEW, do you think it should be like him and Omega just right off the bat, just, just title, title match, you know, like just, just go and just go for that right away? I don't know. It would be interesting because, you know, he kind of got over in WWE being like this come from behind, come from the bottom. I feel like Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, his whole thing is kind of, if if you know him like mainstream, his whole thing is he earns his spot. I think it would be really, I feel like he would probably go after like the TNT title. I would love to see him and Darby Allen go at it. I think that would be a really fun match. That'd be sick. I don't think, I don't think he would go right for the championship because I don't think he wants that kind of, and I don't think AEW honestly wants that stigma of like a WWE guy like instantly going for the main championship in AEW. Um, I think I don't know. I just don't think that's a really good look. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, however, I would not be shocked or surprised if he just quit wrestling altogether and like opened up a farm to table restaurant or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I whatever is best for him and his family. You know, because, I mean, he's got two little ones. He's got a Brie at home. Some, you know, he's got Brie, Gouda, and Provolone at home. <laughs> Is that the names of his kids? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, it's, 
<laughs> he's got what is it, Birdie and Bert? Oh, or something? yeah, something like that. I, I was just making a cheese joke, but um, you know, he's got all of them at home. You know, his neck is fragile, but I mean, I think wrestling is truly his passion, and I think that's what brings him a lot of joy. Other, you know, obviously other than his family, but um, you know, do I want him in AEW? Uh, yeah, because I'm an AEW mark, but. Maybe he will take a break, or maybe he'll just go right in. Maybe we'll see him at Blood and Guts tonight. I highly doubt it, but I don't know. It's just very interesting, the fact that he just let his contract expire. Maybe he's just using it for leverage to get more money in WWE. I don't know. Maybe he's waiting, because I know a lot of, I think a lot of talent have kind of gone to AEW to see what they would offer to kind of go back to WWE and say, hey, here's what I can get at AEW. What are you going to do to counter that or to make, you know, they're doing that. They're shopping around to get a better deal from WWE, which which they should do. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. it's like it's really what Brock's been doing for the last like ten years on and off. Every time his every time his WWE contract would run up, he'd go talk to the UFC. The UFC would show a bunch of interest in him fighting again, and then he'd go back to to Vince, and then Vince would give him more money to not go back to the UFC. And like, there's. If I was Daniel O'Brien, I'd do the same exact thing. Like he has such a, he has such a big name in the wrestling industry, and I mean, because he was he was the best independent wrestler in the world for a long time, and already had that fan base, like that hardcore fan base. Yeah. Then went to WWE and became like their top guy there. So like he's such a huge, he and it's and it's really kind of unlike anyone else that were that you could really even talk about because he's the kind of guy who like also doesn't seem above. Like, I could totally, if he left the WWE, I could totally see him going to Ring of Honor and wrestling Jonathan Gresham. Like, just like, as like a one-off Ring yeah. of Honor match or something. Because he wouldn't feel above it. He wants to, I've heard him in interviews talking about wanting to wrestle Jonathan Gresham specifically. And Ooh. they, I mean, he's been, he's talking about Lee Moriarty, who's the IWTV champion. Like, I think he would literally go out and hit the indies and, like, just. Shop inter- around. Yeah. yeah. And just, re- just be a, be a free agent and get a. Yeah you know, just do a bunch of dream matches. Because even if you're Ring of Honor, if you can get Brian Danielson for one match, even if it's just one match against Jonathan Gresham, there's going to be more people watching and talking about Ring of Honor than anyone has in the last 15 years, just because of that one appearance from Daniel Bryan. I mean, that's... He's going to bring so much value. So I'm, I'm really hoping... As an AEW mark myself, I'm really hoping that Daniel Bryan leaves the WWE and like goes and does this stuff because there's a lot of great stuff for him in AEW. There's great stuff for him in New Japan. There's great stuff for him in Ring of Honor. There's a ton of indie promotions. I mean, there's there's so much opportunity for him. And from what I from what it sounded, I don't want to like speak for the guy, but for what it sounded like in some of these interviews I've heard him do recently, he doesn't really seem that into. It isn't like WrestleMania 30 was for him with the WWE anymore. It's yeah. like, you know, he's just kind of going through the motions. Kind of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, well, you have an opportunity now to literally, like, all, and that's the thing is you you have the WWE fan base who's going to be a fan of him even if he leaves the WWE because he's such a big star there. And then you have all the fans like myself and others who, like, don't even really watch the WWE anymore, but, like, we're always going to be Brian Danielson fans. Like we want to see the American Absolutely. dragon back. Like this is, yeah. I mean, this would be, this would just be really, really cool. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think like, I can't speak for him, but it does seem like, uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever you may yeah. call him. He likes a challenge. Like he likes 
some to do something different, you know. And right now, it doesn't feel like he's had the chance to do that. He's like you say, he's just been going through the motions. He doesn't like his whole like the Earth, the planets, champion thing was so great. Like recently, that was yeah. so much fun. You know, then Kofi won the title, which was great. But then, you know, ever since then, he's just kind of been, you know, around. Yeah. And he's, he's been a solid, you know, reliable person to put on a great match no matter what. But that's about it. It really feels like, I talked about this this with Doug on our chat last night, but, like, I think that it, it I, I could be totally wrong, but it feels like them putting Daniel Bryan in the WrestleMania main event this year might have been, like, a last-ditch effort to get him to re-sign. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, very, uh, very interesting time. So once again, in the chat, let us know, like, where do you want to see Daniel Bryan next? Who do you want to see him wrestle outside the WWE? Or do you want to see him stay with the WWE? And if he does that, I won't hold anything against him. Like, he's, Me just, either. he's just securing, you know, his future for himself and his yeah. family and stuff. Um, but man, this is a, what an opportunity, especially because now we're living in a world where Daniel Bryan's a free agent. Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe is a free agent. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. CM Punk still out there. Yeah. Like, you have... If you, if you take Brock out of that group of those specific guys, we're talking about, like, the like the pillars of Ring of Honor are all... Right. Like, Punk, Joe, and Daniel Bryan are all available. And I've, t- I've talked about that, too, on other podcasts, just almost fantasy booking, but just how insane would that be, just hypothetically, if, like the Bullet Club or whatever they're called, the elite on, on AEW are just running roughshod on everybody and it's just this group that's completely unstoppable. And then Brian, Punk, and Joe show up and it's like, oh, oh my shit. God. You know what I mean? Like, that would be like, like trying to the get The internet back. would break. It would literally break the internet. Yeah. So, man, would that be cool? And they even have other guys like Homicides out there, Loki's out there, like all these original Ring of Honor stars, pretty much all of them are like still out there and on the scene. So like, it would be, uh, anyways, I'm, I mean, Chris Hero's out there. Like, all these guys are yeah. just, like, available right now. So, um. The, the Tucker. <laughs> tu- well, that's a different, a totally different thing. But I, but I do, <laughs> but I, I do like Tucker from, since he's I left. like him now. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what I'll, I mean, I think he'd do great in, like, Impact Wrestling, Tucker. Like, I think so, too. I think that would be perfect. Just kind of like, uh, Matt Cardona. And Brian Myers, I feel like they like Brian Myers especially. I feel like he was a really good fit for Impact. I agree. Have Have you seen those tweets from Nick Gage and Brian Myers, or sorry, Matt Cardona? No, it's what the happened? Funniest thing ever. I'm gonna pull these. Uh, I'm gonna pull this these, these tweets up so y'all can read them along with me. These were the funniest three tweets in a row I've ever read in my life. I was literally laughing out loud. So what wound up happening was. A fan asked Matt Cardona on his Twitter if he'd be interested in wrestling Nick Gage. And Nick Gage, yeah. all he did was respond something like, uh, or sorry, Mark Cardona just responded like, yeah, I'd wrestle Nick Gage or whatever. And then this was Nick Gage's response. He said, who is Matt Cardona and why is he saying he wants to fight me? Mad people hitting me up about it. Oh shit, <laughs> Matt Cardona is the Zack Ryder dude. LOL, never mind, my bad. And then he says, someone told me that dude collects dolls for a living now. Is that true? I feel bad. Keep your head up, Matt. Keep working hard. You can get back to WWF if you believe in yourself. <laughs> that's great. It's so wow. like, what a patronizing set of tweets. I mean, that's so funny because 
That was good. And, and, and knowing Nick Gage, like, that isn't a work either. Like, he's actually sitting there like, no. who is Matt Cardono? Like, why are people messaging me about this Matt Cardono dude? And then he's like, oh, shit, this is the dude who collects dolls. Like, um, oh, little buddy, you can get back to WWF. Like, just keep keep believing in yourself. <laughs> yes. Very New Jersey. Very New Jersey. <sighs> So funny. If but I, I was hilarious. I will say though, like Matt Cardona, he's still very much like the the biggest knock I have on because obviously I'm a big fan. I literally have a signed picture of his like on my desk. Like lit, I, I'm a big big Matt Cardona fan because of his finger collecting and all that stuff. But like when you see him outside the WWE right now. He just feels like you're watching Zack Ryder. Like, he hasn't really changed anything about, like, his moveset mm-hmm. or his appearance or present presentation or anything. But if if you want to change people's perspective on you, if he was to do a death match with Nick Gage, a lot of people would change their minds about Matt Cardona just being, like, this WWE guy. Like, because yeah. if he went out there and was getting hit with pizza cutters and meat skewers and Ooh. all that stuff, like, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying, like... If he wants to change people's perception, like there's no better way of doing that than having a death match with Nick Gage. Yeah, honestly, that is definitely the way to restart or end your career, whichever yeah. way you want to put it. <laughs> and I really don't know if Cardona really like. I don't want to patronize the guy and and, and say like yeah, he doesn't know. know, but like I don't, I don't think he wants to be in the same ring as Nick Gage. Like I don't think he fully like, understands. Did he, did he legit go to prison? Yes, but that would be because he robbed a bank. So, so yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, um, I mean, he's, it's been like a decade almost since then, I think, but, and, and he's, he's pretty reformed now as far as like his actual life. Like I, you know, he stayed out yeah. of trouble, but I mean, his gimmick it isn't a gimmick. I mean, he's out there shouting out his gangs and throwing up his signs. And like, even during his intro, like they, it's like R.I.P., Justice Payne, R.I.P., and, like, they go through, like, they, you know, shout out to so-and-so and, and, you know, East Block, you know, like, it's, like, he, like, shouts out, like, you know, his his homies that are, like, you know, locked up and stuff. I mean, it's, like, it feels, what Nick Gage does feels significantly more real than anything else in wrestling to me. Like, it's so authentic. Um, it is. And they're doing that dark side of the ring on him soon, and that's going to be, that's going to be shocking for a lot of people to see. Yeah, people are not going to realize why people actually legitimately fear going to the ring with him. Yeah, I saw just the commercial alone. Like, it was Mox yeah. talking about Gage putting a pizza cutter in his mouth and, like, the whole deal. And it's like, oh, all right, this is going to be disgusting, but this is going to be a hell of a story. Um, awesome. Yeah. Whew. Well, anyways, y'all, let's let's talk a little blood and guts since we got about a half hour here. Um, yeah. Once again, I'll, last time I'll say it, if you want your predictions, comments, Questions answered, all that stuff. Super chats and donations. Donations are in the description below. Super chats go right through YouTube. And I originally thought that Blood and Guts, from what I was hearing, was just going to be like one match for the entire show. But it looks like we have this full card here. Yeah, I know. I mean, and like, when's the last time there was a, like a Wikipedia page for a television episode? <laughs> yeah, it really only happens for some of these AEW specials. That's really Yeah. Good. So, I mean, that, and this is a big deal, like me and Jesse were talking before the show and kind of the number that I'm hearing a lot of people throwing out there is people want this to do or almost the expectation at this point is one and a half million viewers, 1.5 rating. 
Um, which, if they do that, I think Raw's rating this past week was like a 1.8. So we'd be talking yeah. about potentially a company who's been around for less than two years getting a, a rating similar to an established show that's been around for 25 years or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. pretty cool. incredible. Do you think that they'll... Not that the actual rating really matters so much, but like, do you think this will this could potentially be the biggest AEW dynamite that that AEW's ever had? I mean, it's it's interesting because I think I, I I still think the debut will still be the winner at the end of the day, but I mean, the way people are hyping this up, I mean, the way people th- hype things up online, I mean, we kind of live in like a online bubble in the internet wrestling community. What translates to like being over online doesn't necessarily translate to being over like in general. I found like a lot of the time, sure. but um, I expect this to do uh, at least over a million. Oh, gross! One point one or one point two. Sorry, she just like spit up all over no, me. No, you're good. But um, Savannah's yeah, literally I, on top of Jesse right now. By the way, also yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just, oh god, she's projectile vomited on me. We're good. We're good. We got stuff. <laughs> Are you okay? She blood and guts. She said. She said heavy on the guts. There you go. Um, but um, I do expect this to do like at least one point two million. But if it doesn't, I mean, hey, whatever. As long as it does over a million, I think I'll be happy. Yeah, and even then, like I'm not so firm hey. on like the whole million thing. Like so many people seem to be. Like last mm-hmm. last week, people were. I know there was like a presidential speech and all that stuff, which you know had you know. 20 something million people watching it or whatever. But like mm-hmm. I saw people saying that online last week, it was like AEW only got, you know, 890,000 viewers. Like, and I'm like, it's still, it's only 900,000 people for a show that's been around for a year and a half. Like, even if there yeah, wasn't when the a president pres- is speaking, but my, my, in the of a pandemic, which I, like, I agree with that. Cause the number would have been higher if that wasn't happening. But like, mm-hmm. but even, even on a week where that, like, let's say that debate wasn't even happening or whatever, or that speech, mm-hmm. it's still pretty much a million viewers. Like, I, like, I, you know, I, that's, I think, kind of where AEW's audience is right now, and I'm totally fine with them hovering around a million for a while, like, because yeah. it's only going to continue to grow. And I know that the NBA is heavily advertising AEW on TNT, like during their commercials and stuff. So, like, it, the fan base is going to come, and there, there still is there's a few big opportunities still for them. Like they still have yeah. the opportunity to, to convert over a lot of the parents of the kids who are still watching WWE, like to, you know, if these parents can show these kids that AEW is cooler, then they might want to watch AEW also. And that you start kind of chipping mm-hmm. away at the, at the, the younger demographic. Um, they yeah. have, um, there was an, uh, with the, um, with the lapsed wrestling fans, like there's still a chunk of yeah. fans out there that left after the Monday Night Wars. And if they yeah. know for sure that like AEW is a consistently good show, I think you can get some of those people back. Like That's true. I think so too. You know, even people who just kind of watch TNT and watch sports and stuff, you know, with Monday Night Raw, it's been consistently on either the USA Network or Spike TV slash TNN or like wherever for, you know, multiple decades on Mondays at pretty much the same time consistently. And AEW's on a channel that hasn't had wrestling since WCW. It's been 20 years. So, like, they're still probably trying to, like, kind of recondition their audience of, like, yo, like, we, in case you missed it, like, we have wrestling again. You know, like, there's, so it's, 
they're still in the process of like getting people to know that they're out there. And I think there's, there's no problem with that. They're only like, they're less than two years in and like, they're, they're so much more important than, than TNA slash impact wrestling ever was in, in their whole in time that they've been around. And I mean, they're bigger than, they're way bigger than ring of honor. And they're, you know what I mean? It's like, they're, they're doing yeah. so many good things. I, so I'm totally fine with where they're sitting at the ratings, but if, but if they, if they did hit like a one and a half or, or even, came close to two for this tonight that would be a huge statement so if they do that i will be shocked yes yeah me too but it would be that'd be awesome Uh, i saw we got the super chat from james um thank you very much james it says daniel should go to he's talking about uh, brian danielson should go to impact uh he has been all over the world and what y'all think people are saying women's wrestling doesn't draw money um, so I think that's two questions. The first one, like I would be fine with Daniel Bryan going to impact. I don't think that's the best spot for him, but there are good matchups there. Like him and Rich Swan would be good. Him and Moose would be good. Him and Willie Mack, him and Ace Austin, him and uh, Chris Bay. I mean, there's a lot of good matchups over there. Um, and then the other question I think is saying that women's wrestling doesn't draw money, which I don't think is necessarily true. I just think you have to have two two stars you know male or female or any gender like they just have to be stars and there aren't nearly as many women stars as there are male stars that's just just kind of how it is right now so that, that'd be my answer for those what do you think jesse yeah i think you know daniel brian brian danielson going to impact will be interesting like i said i don't think it's the best fit for him but i think it would i wouldn't mind it like i said at the end of the day it's what he wants that's most important and if he wants to go to impact then I will fully support him going to Impact. And as far as women's wrestling not drawing money, I don't think that's necessarily true. It draws money. It may not draw as much money as men's wrestling. But at the end of the day, I mean, you look at women's sports all around. It's not just wrestling. It's in general women's sports tend to have less ad or have less revenue just I just because. Um, but it certainly does draw quite a bit of money. I mean, it's it's not like not it's not an anti draw you know. Well, I mean, there's a re- um, I think there's a reason we don't see like, and this isn't me being sexist; it's just telling the truth. Like, I think there's a reason that we don't see these like, like a weekly like if, if they if it truly drew the kind of money that people would want it to draw, they'd have it'd be like there'd be an all women's WWE show. There'd be like an all women like you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't yeah you know they would. But here's the thing: they they have they do have female stars. It's just there's the stars and then there's a big drop off for like the next group. So like like Charlotte draws money, Sasha draws money, um uh Becky. Becky draws oh, yeah, definitely. Becky draws probably the most of all of them when she's around. Ronda Rousey draws a lot of money when she's around. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Bailey, depending on who her opponent is. I know she has a, a lot of you know, she's got a huge fan base. Um, Oscar mm-hmm. kind of depending, you know, I don't know how much they are as far as like draws like Oscar and so, but they're, they're very, very talented and they can have big matches. Um, you know, Tessa was one of those, but we don't know what's going on with her right now. Um, we'd have, I mean, they're, they're, they're out there. I think Deanna Perrazzo could draw money. Um, she's just kind yes. of, she's just an impact right now. So she doesn't get as much Britt attention. Britt Baker. That's a great, her and Thunder Rosa, I think can both draw money. Uh, Serena Deeb, given the right opponent. Like, so there's there. I mean, I think Jade Cargill is going to draw money. Like, I think she's going to yes. be real big. So there, yes, I do too. So, so that, that's really all it is, is like, there are females that draw money in wrestling but then, but then, even when you looked at it like that, like 
Becky could outdraw most, if not all, of the men in the WWE when she was there. So, like, she's kind of an exception, too, like, because, you yeah. know, they pretty much built the whole company around her before, you know, she left for her pregnancy. So, like, yeah, you know, her and Roman Reigns were really the two biggest stars in the company. And so, like, you, so it's, it's totally possible to reach the level in wrestling, I think, of the men. But it's just, and we also have to keep in mind, y'all, like, we're not that far removed from most of the women on the show just being eye candy and divas and this kind of stuff. Like, you know, so the progression is actually pretty incredible when you think about just 20 years from, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, or even like 10 years ago where things were at. And then you see it now. And I know there's a big push. Like people want to see more women's wrestling, get more women on the show. And I'm not against that. I just think it it just takes a little time. Like, you know, there, there is, there is, centuries worth of of men's wrestling and and them starting wrestling when they were you know and like they're getting into it when they're young because like their grandpa or their dad did it and like it was always a masculine testosterone driven business and now Mm -hmm. it's 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 shifted more which i think is great it's it's way way more inclusive than it ever has been as far as like everyone getting you know an opportunity to like show show what they can do that's not just for women that's for i mean I'll just be dead honest, like, black wrestlers, historically speaking, have not been treated very well by major companies. And now we're starting to see, like, a shift in that. Um, You know, and that's just not black. It's it's really all minorities. Like, it was a predominantly Mm -hmm. uh, white-dominated, you know, uh, spot for entertainment for for a very long time. So there's a lot of things that I think people want. It's just going to take a second. And I don't think there's really... There's not really much more you can do. And, And when... And when you get a Becky Lynch or you get a Charlotte or, you know, you get you get someone like that, you just if you're a company, you need to recognize that and you need to, you know, fully push that like they did with Becky. So, yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think me and you are are on the same page with all this. It's, it's basically that it isn't that women's wrestling doesn't draw. It's just like there's just only there's this there's a much smaller amount of women that draw than men that draw right now but that's also to be expected because women's wrestling really hasn't been taken that seriously on mainstream television until like what like five to seven years ago or something like that like it just hasn't been a lot of time so yeah yeah um very good questions though james thank you yes thank you so much we really appreciate it as far as blood and guts (laughs) <laughs> we got uh we don't have to take too long on some of these predictions we'll talk you know a bit more about the main event um we got socal uncensored taking on jurassic express taking on varsity blondes taking on the acclaimed in a four-way the winners of this match are going to get a future shot at the AEW tag team titles who do you think wins this match jesse and goes on to face the young bucks for the belts who do I think will win versus who I want to win? I think the acclaimed may win. I don't know. I just feel like they want they're gonna get pushed. I, I don't know. Um that's what I kinda feel like. Um however, I really, really, really want Jurassic Express to win because I feel like they need a win. I feel like they really, really, really need a win. I don't when's the last time they actually like won? Or am I just tripping? Did no, they just win recently? No, I I, well, I, to be to be honest, or to be fair, I haven't paid super close attention to Dark, so I don't know on there. But like, as far yeah, as, I don't know about that. I'm talking about main. Yeah, as far as Dynamite, I I don't think that they've because they had that feud with FTR, but then after that, I mm-hmm. don't think they've been winning much. Yeah, and I 
I just think that they really need a win. I really like them as a tag team. The Luchasaurus gimmick is cool. And I feel like it's too good to be wasted. You know what I mean? And then you have Jungle Boy. He got that whole song, the yeah. rights to that whole song. You know what I mean? And I think they're using that, aren't they? Yeah, Baltimore um, Tarzan Boy. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you want to get your money's worth out of that <laughs> song. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to justify because I really do like Jurassic Express. I really like them. That's who I want to win. It was so funny. The first time that they came out to that song, Taz on commentary, like you could tell he didn't know that they had bought that song for AEW. So, like, Jungle Boy's coming out and he's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And, and Taz, like, was like, oh, 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 wait a second. I love this song. Wait, whose song is this? <laughs> Like he was like he was like mad about it. He's like, wait, wait, this is like my favorite song. Like, who? Why, why am That's I hearing so this song funny. right now? I love Taz on commentary. He's so <laughs> funny. As far as a winner, I I like the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus pick, and I'm gonna. I have two lines of thinking for two different ways. Unfortunately, neither have to do with like the actual story or what's going on in the ring. But like mm-hmm. Jurassic Express, they just had a. Um, a new figure set come out and I could see them maybe trying to like push that like because it's you know it's new and they're gonna want to be advertising oh, it. Oh smart. Um, it's the first ever two pack that AEW that AEW has done. And then Ooh. um but on the other side, the varsity blondes, you got the whole dark side of Brian Pillman thing going on right now. And that's true. You know, what better time to give a little shine to Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison if like every, if like the whole world's talking about Brian Pillman it's maybe not the worst I, I, and by the way, y'all, like, I'm not sitting here, like, advocating, like, you know, trying to, like, monetize or benefit off of, you know, the Brian Pillman situation and, like, you mm-hmm. know, his death and everything, but, like, his son does wrestle for AEW and his son does look just like him and wrestle a lot like him, so yeah. it's, like, the whole world's talking about Brian Pillman right now, this might be a good time to have Brian Pillman Jr. get a big win because people are going to be talking about that story, so I'm going to say the Varsity Blondes actually get the big upset here. But I don't think that they're gonna, you know, beat the Young Bucks for the titles. But I, I think this would, ah. the timing works out really well with the the whole dark side thing. So that's kind of where my mind's at with that. Yeah, we got another super chat, Craig Foster. Well, what what do we got? Go ahead and read that out, Jesse. All right, thank you so much, Craig. I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much. It says, do you think doing blood and guts on a weekly show instead of at a pay per view cheapens the gimmick? NXT NXT does it the right way with a pay per view. Um, thank you so much, Craig. I really don't think so. I think with NXT, they kind of have the blessing of having, you know, the WWE pay-per-views to back on. And, I mean, they did, like, the whole Halloween Havoc thing on Wednesday night, and they did, like, a whole two-night thing, and I don't think that cheapened the gimmick at all. Um, they've done some, like, big takeover-worthy matches on weekday television, and I think that um, – I don't think it cheapened it at all. And I also think AEW sticks to, like, four – big pay-per-views a year right now so i think having this on their weekly television show and plus they're new they need to get eyes on the show they need to show for free what you can get on a pay-per-view they kind of have to sell themselves i don't think it cheapens the gimmick at all maybe in a way maybe they have to keep it kind of pg for television maybe it, it kind of dilutes it a little bit but I don't think it dulls the gimmick at all, and I don't think Halloween Havoc was dulled at all because it was on a Wednesday and a Thursday. Or wasn't that on two nights or two Wednesdays in a row? I think it was two uh, Wednesdays in a row. Okay, was it? Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute. 
So, um, yeah, um, I, that's a really good question, though. I do really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Craig. Um, and, you know, I don't think, I mean, there, there are certain things that they won't, they won't do on, on cable TV, but I think it'll still wind up being, I mean, I think we're still going to see those guys out there blading. I mean, there's going to be blood. I mean, it's called blood and guts. I mean, they're going to, it's still going to be pretty brutal, but the, really the only thing, the only thing about blood and guts that concerns me at all about it being on, uh, on, uh, national TV and everything and the timing of it. And I'm not saying that I dislike this. I'm just saying the only thing that I kind of have in the back of my mind that is a little uneasy is they have their next pay-per-view in like a few weeks and we still don't know like who's wrestling for the title at that who's wrestling Kenny you know like who like we don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. at this next pay-per-view and that's coming up really soon but that's a good point but at the same time though this is a hell of an advertisement to get people to buy the next pay-per-view if they watch this show and they're like this is incredible they're gonna Mm -hmm. they're gonna be way more likely to buy the show if they weren't going to before so so I think it could work in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And Craig, I, it's a good question. I don't think it necessarily cheapens the gimmick. And, I, and as a fan, um, now I also look at most things from like a fan perspective, right? Instead of like pretending I'm like in charge or like that I'm a decision maker <laughs> or that I'm, yeah. you know, that I'm monetarily responsible for any of this stuff. As a fan, I always love stuff for free on TV. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it, I, I, if I don't have to pay... 50 bucks or whatever to see blood and guts and they're just going to give it to me like i'm definitely not going to complain about that um so you know what i'm saying so that's kind of where I, how i feel about it and i just hope it doesn't hurt i think it will help the pay-per-view buy because people are going to get hyped up on this show but they need to quickly pivot after tonight and start really letting us know like what's this next pay-per-view going to look like yeah so. building up that card for sure maybe tonight will who knows yeah what well, also i mean there's also I, it's a long shot but dan o'brien doesn't have a non-compete from what everything is being reported and by the way shout out to yeah. sean ross Sapp. he's the one who reported the dan o'brien news for fightful select so want to give him his credit because yeah that all came off fightful of sean look FightfulSelect.com. And if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you can yeah. listen to my podcast, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, every Sunday. So check that out. Weekender. Weekender. Um, up next, we have Britt Baker versus the dreaded TBA, the to be announced. Oh, no. Um, now. Who could it be? Uh, yeah, that's. Who do you think it's going to be, Jesse? Do you have any, any ideas or anyone who you really want to see it be or anything like that? Um. I, you know, it would be interesting, and I don't know if she can, but it would be interesting to see Chelsea Green because they're like friends. But I think she's got a no compete clause. I think she's got she? a ninety day, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna just say Chris Dallander just to be fun. I don't know, just somebody. I don't want. I don't know if I want it to be Tessa Blanchard, or you know what would be really cool is Jordan Graves. Yeah, a forbidden door situation. That'd yeah, be I mean, a forbidden door situation would be really beneficial here because we really haven't seen that that much on the women's side. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's that was the biggest thing when they started doing the forbidden door. Where I was like, this is the big opportunity for AEW to get some of those women from Impact because that would be mm-hmm. so huge for them in that division. I would love to see those. I think those are all great options. You know, I'm a huge Jordan Grace fan. I think that'd be great. I think. Um, uh, Ryan Campbell says I'm o- we're overlooking SCU. The only reason, yeah, that, I said true. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but the reason being, like, they've already held the titles. I just don't see them winning the match. It isn't that I do- that I dislike them. I just don't think that they're going to win. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 
And just, I'll just throw this out there too. I know people, some people disagree. Like, I do want to see Tessa back. I do. Like, I, I think she, yeah, I, know. I think she deserves another chance. Like, I, a lot of time has passed, and I think she has publicly. I think she's paid for whatever has happened. I mean, the entire wrestling oh, business yeah. has hated her for. And she hasn't, yeah. been, she hasn't been able to work anywhere for this whole time. I mean, so it's like, you know, if there's a repeated pattern of these things, she's done. And I think everybody can agree on that. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, I do want to see her resurface somewhere. She, she's starting to work indies again, so there's a little hope there. But like, oh. she's just, I think that's probably better for her now. I'll work the indies and work her way up. Yeah. And she just... Prove herself, prove herself that she's changed on the indies. Yeah, and yeah, if if you can prove that you changed and there's no repeated pattern, I mean, and a lot of this we could talk about it for a long time. But she was very young. I mean, I have said such stupid stuff when I was 20 years old that I would never say or do. My line of thinking is so different at 32 than it was at, at 20. I mean, it's, it's a completely different human being. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I, and she's so talented. Like I just I want to see her back, but. That's just, you know, so I, I think that'd be cool. And there was a lot of reports recently that her and Daga were going to AEW, but then I'm hearing conflicting stuff that they aren't. So I don't know. But but I will say this, and this is something I think everyone can agree on. Britt Baker is incredible. So, like, I, I think they need to give whoever Britt Baker wrestles, she needs to win, and Britt needs to go mm-hmm. on, and she needs to be the one to beat Cheetah for that title, in my opinion. So Yes, me too. Agreed. We just hope it's a good match. Hope it's a good surprise. And uh, mm-hmm. and I liked your Chris Satlander pick also. Even though she's already in AEW, like, that would be a great match. So, yeah. Um, after that, we have Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And uh, this one is interesting because it's still basically the story from the failed explosion and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, which is another thing, like, that Blood and Guts really needs to deliver tonight because, yeah, like, there's going to be some fans that bought that pay-per-view that maybe haven't been watching AEW since that pay-per-view because they were like, oh, that dud explosion was so lame, I'm I'm out. You know what I mean? They, they probably turned some yeah. fans off. Um, who do you think wins this one? I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that, like, Nakazawa is going to go in there and take a beating and take the pin and yeah. all that stuff, but, like... Do you think this match is really just more storyline building between Omega, Moxley, and Kingston, and, and whatnot than like an actual like like an actual like competitive match? I think it'll be fun. Competitive? I don't think so. I think I think Mox and Kingston go over, obviously, but um, and, and Nakazawa was basically there to eat the pen, like you said, and to kind of protect Kenny Omega. Um, I think it'll be it'll either be funny or fun. It'll be probably both. I'm just really excited because I've, I've loved the banter between all of them. And I've really loved Mox and Kingston together. And I'm excited to see them in the ring together, especially against Kenny Omega and Nakazawa. So it'll be really interesting. It'll be – I'm sure Don, Don Callis will have something to do with it too. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what shenanigans they get into. And I think it'll be even more interesting to see what the aftermath looks like and how that – potentially could lead up to an AEW championship match at Double or Nothing with somebody. Yeah. What do you think about... So, like, what Dave Meltzer, I think, was reporting a couple weeks ago was that they were going to be building towards Hangman and Kenny at the pay-per-view, which I didn't like because I want them... I want that longer out. Like, I want Hangman and Kenny... Yeah, that's too... Yeah. Can't rush that. Yeah, do that at, like, Revolution next year or something. Mm-hmm. And then have Ken, and then have Hangman win because at that point Kenny should have collected all the belts and done his thing, and then it's time mm-hmm. to pass the torch to Hangman. But 
based on what I saw this past Wednesday, when Cage, when Brian Cage, I gotta be specific because there's Christian Cage and there's Adam Page and there's Diamond Dallas Page and there's Ethan Page <laughs> and there's so Brian Cage beat Hangman on Wednesday. I think it'd be yeah, that was a shock to me. I think it'd be dope though if they did Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the belt at uh at the next pay per view. I think that'd be a great main event. That would be fun. That would actually be really interesting, especially when he got over. He was put over Hangman Page. So. Especially if if Brian Cage, especially if Brian Cage defends the FTW title because that's another belt that Kenny can win. Ooh, that's a good point. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like yes. that idea a lot. Um, so, and it's a match that I don't think I've ever seen before. I don't think I've ever seen Kenny no, I, and Cage no. one on one. So. That's a, I think that's a hell of a, I think that's another one where, like, you know that Kenny's going to win, but, like, that's fine. Because as long as Kenny can, like, go out there and just keep beating new people Mm -hmm. and getting more belts, like, that's the whole gimmick for Kenny right now. So, like, you know, and I, and as long as the match is good, which I have no reason to think it wouldn't be good, I would probably be Brian, I, I think Brian Cage is really, really, really talented. And he hasn't really been able to even show as talented as he is because of some of the Team Taz stuff. But like, yeah. he's really, really damn good. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and and that and Corey mentioned thanks. Welcome back, Corey. It's good to see you, man. He said uh, he completely forgot about the FTW title, and it's easy to forget about because the it's a worthless title belt. Let's be honest. Like he's lost. It's every, just there for fun. Yeah, and he's lost every like big match he's had. Like and he's still the FTW champion and whatnot. But like, this would be a good way to do something with it because. Cage isn't doing anything with it, so at least have Kenny carry it around. I just want to see Kenny looking like Ultimo Dragon, just holding like yeah. nine title belts at one time. Like, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, we're all on the same page here. Um, Mox and Kingston. I think basically what happens in that that one, I think we're going to get maybe Omega starts the match or something, but at some point, Omega's going to totally abandon Nakazawa. He's just going to leave, and it's just going to be Nakazawa just getting completely destroyed by Mox yeah. and Kingston. <clears throat> um, after that, in a in really what's become a, a pretty serious feud, uh, we have Cody Rhodes taking on QT Marshall, and Cody will have Arn Anderson, and he of course has his Nightmare Family, and you have QT Marshall who has the Factory. Uh, I'm so bad with his name, Nick Camarado, uh, Anthony Agogo, who only uh, apparently only at this point knows how to hit people in the stomach. Uh, and then you have uh, Aaron Solo, who I've actually liked for a long time. Um. He did really good work on the indies. I saw him at Dojo Pro back in you know years back and uh, some Ring of Honor mm-hmm. stuff. He's a talented guy. What do you think about this one here? Like, do you think this is because this seems like the story is not going to end tonight? Like, I feel like it's still yeah got some layers. So, like, do you think that Cody goes in there and gets the win, kind of like as he should over a guy like QT, or do you think QT wins this somehow and it like prolongs this this whole story? I have a feeling QT Marshall will win. It won't be, like, clean, per se. Like, someone in the Nightmare family or whatever they call them. What do they call them? Nightmare family? Uh, Nightmare Factory. Nightmare Factory, fa- right? No, just the Factory for QT Oh, now. the Factory. Yeah. That's right. Nightmare Family like and the Factory are the two groups. You gotta... When Cody loses, you gotta make him look like he was beaten down and it just wasn't fair. I feel like that always works for Cody. So I feel like something's gonna happen. They're gonna, like, take out Arn Anderson... And Cody's going to be all shook, and he's going to lose. And to protect Arn Anderson, 
and the story will keep going and that'll add fuel to the fire and continue this on to double or nothing or whichever and then he'll probably take time off when brandy is the baby so we shall see yeah i think that that's that all makes sense and yeah i i think qt wins this one too like but it's gonna be very i don't want to say convoluted but like some there's gonna have to be a reason that qt wins you know he isn't just gonna beat him yeah so like maybe there's another member of the factory that gets revealed tonight or something like someone else maybe like uh maybe like lee johnson churns on the nightmare family and joins the factory or something like i i don't know but um but I think they need. I think QT need. If they're going to prolong this story, QT needs to win. But if they've figured they've gotten everything they need to out of this, then I would just have Cody, almost in a glorified squash, just do what he does, hit him with a crossroads, and just prove that he's just better than he is. But I can definitely see both of those situations happening. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see. I just think it's like you were saying, and like I think the chat's saying as well. I think it's more likely they prolong it because um, maybe they do this match again at the pay per view, and that's when Cody kind of puts it to bed. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm interested to see how they get there. Like if if QT wins tonight, I'm very interested to see like how they wind up doing that. So because like one on one, obviously I'm very biased towards Cody and all that stuff. Everyone knows mm-hmm. that, but like, mm-hmm. but like. As, like, a wrestling fan, anyone else, like, not even me or, like, a longtime fan or whatever of him, like, does anybody actually think that QT Marshall's anywhere even close to Cody Rhodes' level? You know what I mean? Like, if this was just a one-on-one match with, like, hardly any build-up, you would expect it to be a total squash. So, like... Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Now, I will, I will mention this, though, too. They've done a really good job building Camarado. They've done a, a decent job with Solo. Not too much with him yet. But a go-go, they've gotten over as like if he hits you, you're yeah. done. So like, at least they're at least they're doing something to progress you know, the characters of, of some these of these people. people. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what you need. So totally agree. And main event time once again, everyone. Thank y'all so much for the super chats. If you got any more, this is the time. If you have a prediction for the main event, who do you think is going to win? Inner Circle. We got Pinnacle. A ton of great talent in this match. Let us know your thoughts. Donation link is in the description. Super Chats go right through YouTube. Um, also, please hit that thumbs up button. I know um, I'm yeah, talking about it more up. today than normal, but like it really, really, really helps our streams out, and it's totally free mm-hmm. and takes like half a second. So uh, if you don't mind doing that, we would really appreciate it. And also subscribe, because the subscriber count continues to grow, which is great. Yeah, it's um, great. Even when we have to take weeks off and stuff, because me and Jesse's schedules don't always always match each week, but like... People keep subscribing, so like we, we really, really, really appreciate the continual growth of all this. Yeah. Um, as far as this match, we got Blood and Guts. From what we're hearing, it sounds very, very similar to War Games, which is what we all expected, which is a good thing. I think this, like, mm-hmm. I, I want War Games, so this is sounds pretty cool. Um, the only thing I don't like about War Games-type matches... This is the only thing, but it's been like this since the beginning of time. Like, it's not like it's something that's changed because of AEW or anything. Um, with War Games, I don't, I wish it was an elimination style match because. Ooh, that would be good. Because then the element would be. I wish it was elimination style, and I wish that the entrance, like, alternated teams. So, like. Like, for instance, I had to really sit here and, like, map it out, like, because I'll probably get some things wrong here as I'm trying to explain, like, off the top of my head. But basically, like, 
if a member if Jericho started the match for Inner Circle, which is say hypothetically, and MJF started for Pinnacle, that won't happen. It won't be those two. But if it was, you'd have Jericho and MJF one on one, right? So then, like, they do the coin toss or whatever. Let's say Inner Circle gets the first advantage. You would have Jericho and Hager versus MJF. Okay. But, so there's, like, a true advantage there. If the two of them can eliminate this guy, like, that's a real big advantage. But then, Mm -hmm. the way that I see it is, like, if this guy survives, the next two should be from his team. Because now they've got the advantage on these two. So, like, you're constantly switching the advantage of, of who... Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, one team's going to have... It's going to be one-on-one, then it's going to be two-on-one, but then it'll be three-on-two the other way. So you're constantly changing the advantage, and you can eliminate people during the match. So, like, if someone gets out, someone's out. So now your team drops down a person, and it's last man standing, which I think would be really, really interesting. Um, That would be interesting. The way that they do it is still a lot of fun. It's just you have to wait until everyone's in the ring, and then a finish or submission or... or, um, I think for this, it'll probably be... um, you can either probably submit or give up. There probably won't even be a pinfall element to this. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it's cool once everyone's in the match. But the problem before that for me is like, I know the match can't end until everyone's there. So I don't care quite as much when I'm just seeing it True. building because I know nobody can get eliminated during that. If, if there could be eliminations, I'd be way more invested throughout the entire match. Like, Oh, damn, it's, point. it's three on two right now. Like, the people with two, like, they may be down to one here in a minute. Like, you know, like, it's... So, that's just me personally. I I, I think that that would... But it, I'm the same way with, like, Royal Rumbles and stuff. There's so many rules I would want to change to make mm-hmm. it make more sense and stuff. But that's just me. Um, as far as the actual yeah. match, though, who do you think wins this one, Jesse? Because uh, this, is a, this is a really, really huge main event. This is going to have a lot of eyes on it. And this is going to probably have a major trickle-down effect as far as, like, the future stories in AEW. A lot of it are probably going to be coming off of this match, I think. Yeah, I think I think it'll build a lot of individual feuds, hopefully, with respective members of each group, I would hope. Um, however, at the end of the day, I really think Pinnacle wins. I feel like Pinnacle wins. I feel like Jericho is going to put over MJF. And deservedly so, MJF is is amazing. Even though Chris Jericho cut that amazing promo, I think MJF cut a really good one too. Oh so yeah. So I I think for me as a fan, I feel like MJF winning gives me more storyline wise than Jericho winning because if Jericho wins, then what's the point? I think someone said that in the chat. Um, uh, who said that? Someone did. Uh, oh, Tim Lass. Tim Lass said that. I think that's true. Because, you know, the inner circles had, you know, they've been the top tier for so long. You know, And then the pinnacle comes and challenges them. And what's the point if they challenge them and lose? I mean, maybe you could be like it's a little buddy-buddy thing and, you know, father-son kind of thing. But I think, I think pinnacle wins, and I think it's going to be fun, and I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to be something completely different that we haven't seen AEW do. Um, ever, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I with with all of that, like I think Pinnacle wins as well. I think MJF is the one for his team to get the like to force the win. Um, and I think it would mean even more if he forced it to be Jer like if he made Jericho give up or tap out or whatever. Like that would be mm-hmm. that'd be huge. Um, 
they haven't done the full-on MJF Jericho one-on-one still, have they? So... No. So, like, that's gonna eventually happen. Maybe that's at the pay-per-view. Um, so, because here's the thing, too, like, when you think about it, because now I'm thinking about it even far, even deeper, because MJF, MJF has to win the feud, right? Like, it, MJF yeah. eventually, like, Jericho and MJF one-on-one at some point, if that were to happen, MJF has to win. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that we're going to get that. So, like, does Inner Circle need to win tonight so that they can set up MJF and Jericho one-on-one? Or does it Pinnacle win here and then MJF wins there too? And it is just... because another side of this too is I don't I don't know if Inner Circle stays as a as a group for too much longer either. And I and I think Pinnacle is going to be around for you know for the foreseeable future. So yeah, there's a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions, and I feel like it has a lot of potential to go a lot of ways. And I feel like if Inner Circle wins, you don't get that much like questionability as you would because you feel like oh that's just like oh well cool inner circle one but if inner circle loses then you're like you said you question what's going to happen with you know lax or you know santana and ortiz or what's going to happen with sammy guevara or you know hager and stuff like that like you there's more questions and there's more ability to build their storylines as not only individual people but also you know that the dismantlement of the group as well and I think it would really start Jericho's babyface run. Yeah, because well. that's a big part. That's a big thing they're trying to do throughout this. Yeah. Is like get him turned as a, as a major babyface again. Ryan Griffin in the chat. Thank you for reminding me of that. I, I felt like I knew I'd seen them wrestle each other, but that was yeah. MJF beat Jericho to get into the inner circle. They had that. That's that, right. But that's that was like the beginning. That's kind of the beginning stages of all this. So I think there's going to be like a like a big blow off fight between MJF and Jericho that, that is still yet to come, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, I, I just hope it's a good match. Um, Kogan, thanks for joining. I see him in all these, uh, thanks for mm-hmm. coming in here. You missed pretty much the whole show, Kogan, but if you have, if you have anything last minute, um, you know, throw it in the chat or send a super chat or donation, whatever you want to do. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll read it. Um, yeah, I, it's a tough one to call. Like I, I saw um, Craig Foster says he'd like to see Spears get the win. Uh, I, I just, I highly doubt that would happen. As a matter of fact, like I, I think Spears shouldn't even be in the group. It's just, that's just me personally. I think they could have somebody better in that spot, but I like to see that he's getting the opportunity, but like, if this doesn't work out, I mean, it's like how many more times are you going to try with this guy? You know? So, mm-hmm. you know, then you look at the yeah. rest of the group and it's like, MJF is the future of professional wrestling. He's going to be the top heel for the next decade. Um, you have Wardlow, who I think is going to be a massive baby face when he eventually turns on MJF or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. And you have Wheeler and Harwood, who are like still arguably the best in-ring tag team in the world, depending on you know what you like you know in tag team wrestling. So Spears just really seems like such a weak link out of the rest of that group. And I would also say if the Inner Circle wins this match, it's going to be them pinning Spears. So, or, or, or making Spears tap or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. the, and, and what, and a lot of this stuff isn't Spears' fault, by the way. It's just, we've seen him booked at a certain level, not only in AEW, but like his entire WWE and NXT runs and stuff. He's always been kind of perceived at a certain level and nobody's really taken that chance to like really go all the way with him. So it's just hard as a fan to like really invest in it because you just always figure, 
when the when it's a big match, he's going to lose. So it's just hard to like really get invested in him. Um, and this is coming from somebody I own one of those like Sean Spear or the uh, Ty Dillinger ten shirts and stuff. Like I've supported the guy and bought his merch, and I, he was Cody Rhodes' tag team partner in OVW. Like I used to watch them in OVW on their. I used to find their stuff wow. on the internet. Like I, I I like the guy. I just. He's just been presented as such a, a lower lower card guy this whole time. Um, yeah. And Craig says uh, it could help build him by letting him get the win. I, I totally agree. Craig, I totally, totally, totally agree with what you're saying. I just don't see them doing it. But if they did it, that would that would be a humongous... That'd be the biggest uh, win he's ever gotten in his career. If, if he was to be the one to get the... Dis- to have the deciding, you know, submission or whatever in blood and guts, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's blood and guts, y'all. It's tonight it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Jess, you have anything else uh, that you want to talk about with the show before we get out of here? No, I don't. I just wanted to say thanks everybody for coming in and hanging out. And uh, if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel mainly. And um, yeah, other than that, <laughs> I'll get the uh, I'll get the sponsors <laughs> pulled up here in just a second. So we can uh, talk about them a little bit. Um, who am I missing? Here we go. Um, let's see. Kevin G says if Cody wasn't on TV all the time, Spears might get a chance to show what he can do. I don't think that's really yeah. Cody's fault, to be honest. Like, I think uh, to be to be completely honest, I think the main reason Sean Spears is in AEW is because he's friends with Cody. So I don't think like I don't think Cody's like holding him back. But there is just that stigma, like. If you see Cody mm-hmm. and Sean Spears in the ring together, you're going to always automatically think that Cody's going to win that match. Like you just, you have no reason to think otherwise. Yep. Um, Corey, good night. Good, good to see you in here, man. For real. It's, good it's to see you, Corey. Minute. Thanks for being our our uh, go-to resource, man. Yes. The re- the pro wrestling savant right there. The guy yes. can tell you about stuff that happened. Anything. In 2002, like it was yesterday. I mean, just amazing. Um. I'm missing one of our sponsors. Who am I? Who am I missing? Oh, my brother. Duh. <laughs> so, sorry, Brian. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I can't even look at it now because I don't have an account. That's so lame. I'll just talk about him. Um, okay. We'll get this pulled up. All right, y'all. So thank you again for uh, for coming on the show today and, and being a part of the uh, the live chat. Everybody watching this. So I want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors real quick. Starting with WrestleRumble.com. They are going to be doing a WrestleMania Backlash Pick'em Contest. The first place prize is going to be $1,000. Second place is getting $100, and third place is also getting $100. So, a total of $1,200 on the line to pick professional wrestling questions, pick'ems. Whatever you want to call it, I mean, it's literally like a like a, a forum of just questions, and it's going to ask you who's going to win matches, who's going to lose matches, what might happen in some of these matches, um, just a bunch of stipulations and stuff. The entries are ten dollars, and they're not available just yet. But the pay per view is coming up on the sixteenth, so um, expect this this contest to to start very soon. So. Uh, the best thing I could recommend, make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble and stay up to date with all their contests. And, of course, check their website, WrestleRumble.com. And then also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. I went to their grand opening on this past Yay! Saturday. As a matter of fact, I've got 
Got this for myself. Pretty cool. Got to meet Dan the B Severn, and he signed a little, oh, awesome. little autograph for me. And he was a really, really nice guy. Talked to him about some independent pro wrestling, uh, a little MMA, and it sounds like he wants to come on the podcast soon, and we exchange information. Oh, so that'd be cool. And we're also going to have uh, soon for a giveaway that I'll promote here and also on Twitter and stuff. But they are sending me a assigned Dan Severn MMA glove to give away. So, so yeah, really, really cool. Thank you so much to Music City Toys and Collectibles. Um, Their new retail location is located at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Watertown, I say it wrong all the time, W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N, Watertown, Tennessee. Um, The store is awesome. I wound up buying uh, some action figures. I wound up finding a Brett Favre Minnesota Vikings figure in there, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, nice. Um, and I bought that. It was only 10 bucks. I was like, 10 bucks, Well worth it. I'll take one of these. I bought a, I bought some, I bought a Bendum that I needed. Still chipping away at my collection there. Bought some Funko Pops. Like, um, their store was awesome. If you like, if you're a loose collector also, like that's, it's, they have so many loose figures there for cheap that like you can really build your collection uh, if you hit them up. So, so yeah, Music City Toys and Collectibles, check them out. They're great people. They they do very, very, very fair business. And they're constantly doing stuff on their Facebook too. Like uh, they do sa- sales and auctions and stuff on their on their Facebook Live too. So uh, support them because they support us. And then also shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. I normally pull his Instagram here, but, but my browser's not letting me use Instagram right now. So make sure to follow him. It's at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He can help you with a wide variety of things. Uh, if you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, learn self-defense. If you want to box or kickbox or fight MMA at a professional or amateur level, even if you have neurological issues, like if you have Parkinson's or MS or anything like that, Brian is certified in a very wide range. And it doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in, how old you are, what your gender is, anything. Like you, you tell Brian what you're looking to do, he'll help you reach your goals. So once again, hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And just like with the rest of our sponsors, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you, you get a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're trying to do. So um, that's all I've got as far as my stuff. And then, of course, you got my um, my Twitter here, which is FightTalk underscore. And I just try to keep all the stuff I got going on updated uh, here on Twitter. And my link tree right here in the... Uh, and the bio, if you open that up, it'll it'll kind of direct you to pretty much anything I got going on throughout the week. So, um, so yeah, I very much appreciate that and, and all the support. Thank you all very much for coming on and uh, and watching me and Jesse today. You have anything else, yeah. Jesse? Before we sign off? Oh, nope, me. I'm good. I'll see y'all. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out, and hit the little bell so you don't miss out when we go live. Yeah, there you go. Y'all enjoy yeah. blood and guts. Um, I I think I think tonight over on the RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel, I think Doug is going to do a review of blood and guts tonight, like a like a video that I'm going to edit up afterwards, and it should be out tonight cool. or tomorrow morning. So if y'all want to see um, my friend Doug review the show over on his channel that I've been a part of uh, for the last few months, uh, check that out tonight after the show. It, it, he always has really good uh, insight and really good reviews. So. Um, so yeah, uh, that all being said, I've been Steven Jensen for Jesse Davin. We will, uh, we'll see you next week sometime, probably on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but, uh, we'll keep you updated on Twitter. And if you're subscribed on YouTube, then you will be one of the first to know that we're uh, going to be doing a show.